Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over a hundred casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. Eighteen plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello and welcome to Socially Savvy, broadcasting live from Western Washington. So glad you can join us. I'm your host, LB Duchess, and joining me today is guest host Miyumi of Make It a Great Date. Well, hello everyone. And guest host Jason Hicks, Business Relations and Marketing, 2014 Walsh University Hall of Fame inductee and former professional athlete. What's up, guys? How you doing? Today we're going to be chatting um, about some of our interviews that we had this last summer with some of our past and present Seahawks, um, chatting a little bit about dating, um, what it is to date a professional, uh, some of the things to consider, and of course now we're going to go ahead and start off with our on-air tastings. I am sitting here with Karen Ward of Stag's Leap. We are tasting today. You brought a couple of my favorites, the Viognier, which we're going to be tasting here in just a second. So um, thank you for coming. Thank you for having me as always. <laughs> um, I'm really excited because these wines that we're tasting, these are, we're going to be tasting four different ones and these are all have such a broad spectrum of who's going to be able to enjoy them. And especially with our upcoming season, we're excited for our Seahawks. Um, I think these are going to be great pairings for people to bring in for um, parties and, and to watch the game and dinners and stuff after that that is going to have a very broad appeal. Yeah, I, I agree. So of the four wines that we're trying, we have a white and then we have three reds and all three of the reds will cater to a different person. So you're going to get a lot more... Um, definition and what you're trying it they're all a little bit higher end so you're going to get a lot more of you know the people that want to stay for the dinner parties that this is wine that you can drink during that and during the game as well you have like a viognier for women and you have your really heavy petite sirahs for men so i love it okay let's trace taste this uh viognier tell us a little bit about this one um i noticed when i was swirling it uh the stag's leap it has legs <laughs> it does it does so real quickly there are a couple different stag's leaps uh down in napa so real quickly, we're Stag's Leap Winery. We're the very first Stag's Leap Winery um, in the Napa Valley. So there's also Stag's Leap Wine Cellars. We're different from them. We um, are predominantly a um, petite Syrah producer, and we also um, are heavy with our Cabernets as well. So what we're trying right now is our Viognier, um, which is a French-style wine. Our winemaker is actually from France. He actually was a winemaker in Washington for a while and then moved down to uh, California to be uh, Stag's Leap. So very w- made in your French style. So it's going to be a little bit heavier, have yeah. a lot of orange flavor, mm-hmm. um, not a lot of oak. There's a little bit of oak on it, I, a little bit, but not a lot. But it yeah. aged for less than four months in an oak barrel. So it's very easy drinking, but it has a lot of legs to it. And I noticed, too, it has a, a citrus. The, when you, and when we're talking about legs for a lot of um, newer wine drinkers, it's when you have that, that residual that is hanging on the inside of the glass. Um, it has a very honey look to it yeah. um, as far as the what I would call the stickiness on the side of the glass as well as the color. Um, it's really mouth-filling, and it has a lot of a citrus to it. It does. I get a lot of orange, a lot of apricot, and mm-hmm. I actually get a little honey in the taste. So it's yeah. funny that you mentioned that it has that look. Yeah. yeah. It tastes that way as well. It's one of my favorite white wines that I drink. 
Yeah, this one is lovely and definitely chilled. With this one, I've noticed that the cooler, the colder it is, the more refreshing it is. Correct. Do you have a savvy business or product you'd like to share with our listeners? Contact us at sociallysavvybtr at gmail.com or our Facebook page, Socially Savvy, for more information on how we can share you. Make every event better because you were there. Socially yours, LB Duchess. And joining me today is guest host Mayumi of Make It a Great Date. Well, hello there, LB, and thank you for having me on the show. Hello, everybody. I am so glad you're here with us. We're going to be chatting on how to date high-profile peeps. Yeah. Um, we have a few of those in the area, and um, interestingly, I'm, I want you to tell your story. I'm hoping that your daughter won't kill us, but um, <laughs> it, it does. It gives, you know, there's some things to think about when you're dating somebody who is in the public eye or has a yes. celebrity status, even if it's a local type of thought process. So we're going to chat that. Um, today's show is brought to you by Make It A Great Date and Michael Florentine Sellers. So as we do um, with every show that we start out with, we are going to be starting out with um, our first wine tasting of Michael Florentine and it is his 2009 Sangiovese. Uh, Sangiovese has forever been, well not forever obviously, but uh, I would say for the last probably three years, I am a red wine drinker, and it has been my summer wine. I love Sangioveses because they're a little bit lighter in in texture and flavor for the summertime, especially if you're not a big white fan. Um, I like my Viognier's and stuff, but red is still my staple, and I love this. It's juicy, um, but it has a really quick dry down. So it does. It's a really delicious wine. It, it's, it's a lot of fun. So on this beautiful spring, late, late spring day, we're going to um, enjoy this. So I encourage everybody to go check out their wines because, again, you know, our local wines here in Washington, I just think that these boutique wines are amazing. Mm -hmm. Very, very much fun to, to enjoy. And with that, Uber, forget parking or waiting for a cab. Uber makes it super easy to get around town with just the tap of an app. From hybrids with UberX to town cores with Uber Black, there's no need to tip and no cash exchange or card is necessary. And because you're hearing this from Socially Savvy, all you have to do is go to uber.com backslash go backslash Socially Savvy 14 on your mobile device or computer and you'll be good to go with $30 off your first ride. Enjoy getting around with no stress. Now, here's the coolest thing about Uber is if you're listening nationally and any city that you are in that you have Uber, you can use this code and you're going to get that credit. So. That is a fabulous deal. When I was in New York in January, my, um, I guess it would be my cousin-in-law, so it's my husband's cousin, cousin we actually <laughs> went all over NYC with Uber and just great service. Well, and one of the things I tell people, you know, anytime like we're building Uber in this area and you've got new drivers and new people and and uh, they do give great service, but once you get super great service, every once in a while you have somebody who's new and they're not as, you know, acquainted with the area. Um, Uber loves it when you give them good feedback. Yes. You know, hey, they seemed a little bit intimidated or maybe they weren't quite sure where they were going. They love getting that feedback so that they can really dial it in because they do want to be the best. And, Absolutely. Which it makes them perfect for socially savvy. We love them. Okay, we're going to start with our socially savvy fact. It is a fact that high-profile people are still human beings. Correct. That is so true. And we forget Imagine that sometimes. That. <laughs> you know, what a concept. So you want to make sure to treat them, um, uh, treat them as such so they will respect you for it. Uh, 
you know, this last year with the Seahawks taking the Super Bowl. Yay, I've had a lot of time. I've been able to help out with events before and after, and uh, these guys are just great guys. Yeah. And yeah, they they've had some amazing things happen, but uh, more importantly, I think it's just really important to remember that they are human beings. They're just sensitive about the same types of things. They do have some insecurities. Uh, it's just remembering, you know, we're all kind of made of the same stuff, even though we interact a little bit differently. Right. I agree with that. And I know LB had mentioned earlier, I have a 17-year-old daughter that's dating a local celebrity here in the Bellevue <laughs> area, high profile. And we've had several discussions over the last couple months. Um, she gets you know, sometimes frustrated because they might be popping into Chipotle and, um, you know, there's a junior football team that sees him in line and they want his autograph. So you can't just give one autograph. You have to give give all 15 kids their autograph. And and I think that that's just, you know, part of um, that status that they have. You know, you don't, you want... Um, your local celebrities to be mentors to your local community and your oh, local youth. Definitely, and you want to encourage that. And we're going to chat a little bit about that later on here in the show. Um, but it is, it's really important to understand that just like, you know, if, if you're if you're a bricklayer, your job is to lay bricks. Absolutely. If you're um, a mentor, if you're, you're excelling in a sport, then your job is to encourage and make sure that you are approachable. You know? Exactly. You want people to believe that they can uh, achieve. Right. Um, because you never know who you're talking to. Right. You really never know. So we're going to... Actually, I think we're just going to go ahead and jump right into the topic. How yeah. to date a high-profile person. And... Um, you know, I think a lot of it, when we think high profile, a lot of it we think athletes, particularly in the Northwest. Yep. Um, but this goes for females too. So, Miami, we're going to have you open up with some of your tips because Make It a Great Day is fantastic at really giving people the information they need to dial it in. You know, right. you're, whether you've been single and you have yet to be in any kind of relationship or you're in a long-term relationship and you're re-entering the dating scene, right. you guys do such a great job of just really helping people understand where they are, um, where they want to be, and where they're going, and then finding the tools to get them there. Thank you, and yes, we do. I mean, we are personalized matchmaking, but we definitely... Um, would like to we like to coach our um, men and women as well as to be successful people in dating out in the 21st century. And and while we're talking about that, I do do want to remind people that if you are in a long term relationship, you never stop dating. That's so true. If you're listening to the show and you are in a long term relationship, you know, take this to heart. Fire up something new, maybe something you haven't done in a long time, and. Um, take your spouse on a date and show them how it's done. Absolutely. I mean, you always have to keep the relationship alive. And I know LB, <laughs> you've been married for over 20 Yes, it's, it's five going years. to be, no, this year's going to be 24. 24 but years. And they December. still <laughs> go on dates. And I still see them out. And they spend time with their boys, but they also make time to spend with each other. Yeah, and it it is hard, and and I get this. You know, I want to say this to all the ladies. Although we've been married for almost 24 years, this December 7th, we will celebrate 30 years together. 
And we're not talking 30 years of, you know, as adults, we were, I was 15 when I met him. So talk about growing, figuring right. out who I am and who he is and, and growing up and growing together. Growing together. Um, it's, it is really important, ladies, to remember to take that time, whether you're dating a high profile or you're dating a, an ambitious man. Right. Um, or woman or dating somebody who just wants to enjoy life. You, you need to remember to take that time for them. I agree. And even if you're tired, you know, you really you're always need to make <laughs> the effort. If we make an effort to get up every morning to go to work, we make an effort to take our children, you know, to their activities or our animals to the groomers or the vets, guess what? Oh, you yeah. need to plan it on your calendar and make appointments to go out with your partner. Well, and it's funny because we've spoken before. One of my favorite uh, analogies is is when you take a look at our interactions, you, you, I always like to go back to how nature works right? In, in comparing because we have a tendency to dramatize and make things a bigger deal than they yes. are. Our body labors for every breath that it takes. Absolutely. There's really not much else in our life that you can compare it to that has as much on the line. Right. <laughs> you know, if our lungs stop, lungs stop working, if our hearts stop working, everything dies. So right. if, if our bodies can maintain a pace and, and do what it needs to do on a day-to-day basis, then we should be able to take a look at what's going on in our life and apply that same principle. Do what you need to do. Yeah. Keep the heart pumping. Keep yep. the, the lungs breathing. Amen. So let's go. Let's tell okay. some of your so high-profile um, dating tips and do's and don'ts. Yeah, I have some uh, five tips um, to just dating a high-profile male or female. You know, I think that it can go either way, and I think it's important to keep um, certain things in mind. And one of them is when you're in a relationship with somebody who's high-profile is to really have a excellent communication oh my gosh yes <laughs> I mean communication is the key without communicating I really believe that um, you start building resentment um, you start building jealousy you start yes. building a little bit of anger disappointment and you know that that person chose you and you chose that person to be in a relationship with oh yeah and it's important to keep the dialogue and the communication open at all times well, and with that communication, you need to understand what it is to live in that world. Exactly. And in order to do that, you have to be able to use your faculties properly, which right. people hear me say almost every show now these days, two ears and one mouth. Yep. You've got to be able to take in all the information so that you can communicate how you're feeling and um, they can communicate how they're feeling. Right. Because uh, when you're dating a high-profile high person, they're they're under a lot of unusual stuff. Yes, they are. And it's really important for the partner who's not the high-profile partner. You know, there's so many demands on that athlete or that local celebrity that we really need to step back and really put ourselves into their perspective, into their yeah. body, and really understand now we also have to have that high profile person reciprocate reciprocate yeah, and, and make really, sure that they feel valued exactly yep. so we need to have them put themselves in our position as well most definitely and yeah. i think you're right that's where that communication you know and in long term relationships i mean we've done the shows before and, yep. and we're getting ready to do another one yeah super excited to i've got uh, right now i'm i'm going to throw it out there because the universe works fantastically <laughs> Um, Alexandria Nicole and Jared um, uh, from Alexandria Nicole Sellers and then of course Greg and Stacey Lowe we're working on trying to get them all together again with us and, and you do great. such a fantastic job so I'm super excited to have I'm you. I'm really excited about that as well. Okay so okay so number next. two would be you know when you're 
again, with the communication, so now you're talking, you're creating dialogue, you really have to set some rules. You have to set some ground rules and some a list of things that both partners are going to adhere to. I think it's important to not go into a relationship like this going into it blind. You really need to set down some rules in any relationship. Yeah. You need to know, hey, you know, we need to do this or you need to do this. This is important to me. Exactly. Because if you don't set those ground rules, then again, anything goes. You don't know what the other person is expecting of you and vice versa. So it's important to set the ground rules. You know, I have this with my husband, and I'm not a high-profile um, athlete. Um, neither is my husband. No, but you're high-profile. Okay. <laughs> okay, I'm high-profile. Uh, but we have excuse-me cues, and I think that's important. When your partner is feeling a little overwhelmed, whether it's the high-profile partner or the one that's um, the supporter of that um, high-profile individual, you really need to, I know with my husband and I, we set cues. We have hand signals um, at various events. We also do a wink at him. When I wink, that means, hey, meet me over to the restroom. We're going to go to the closest bathroom. I just need to regroup because my husband and I are out networking and we're meeting people. Yep. And you know what? I want to reconnect with them in an evening when he's getting pulled away you know, yep. in one direction or myself. So really set cues where it's, it's almost kind of flirty and cute yeah. where you can kind of uh, make a little rendezvous at the other end of the, um, you know, the facility or the I like bar that. You or know, what have you. We've never done that. We've been together, like I said, for almost 30 years. So he recognizes certain things that come up across my face. Right. And, you know, uh, we make eye contact across the room all the time. Um, there's there was one particular instance where uh, I had kind of a scary fan show up to oh, a no. show. and. I uh, started to get a little freaked out. He knows me. I can usually take care of myself. Mm-hmm. But he was able to recognize the look on my face. And it was He never steps in because he knows, oh, you know, she wouldn't she like can, that. Yep. But he recognized and he did. He was able to step in and, and, and t- just help me when I needed the help. And then, you know, we move forward. And that's another thing is that as you get forward with him, if you're communicating properly, you'll be able to recognize certain things right. going on with your significant Body other. language signals. Yep. And you know what? It goes back to our number one... Always communication. Advice is always having the communication always open. Always communication. Yeah. Love that. So my next one is, you know, you have to keep the relationship confident. Don't be spilling your business all over the if place. If you're mad, oh. if you're out somewhere, don't start going crazy on your man or your no. woman in front of people. Yeah. Please keep it confident. It's very important for the integrity and and keeping their fans respectful of that. Um, this is not Kim Kardashian. We are, exactly. we are not. We're not a reality show out there. Yeah. Um, this is their career. This is yes. This is how this they is their make livelihood. Their, yeah. This is their livelihood, yeah. and I think a lot of people misplace that. Um, just a, a little FYI, I know most people who are in these high-profile positions. Uh, very few of them actually move towards that with the intention of it being all about them or getting where they are because they want to be in the limelight. You'll right. find most high profile people don't necessarily like all the attention. You know, they don't. All the, the crap that Lynch got this last year. You know, I took sociology and psychology. I can read people. I've met him a couple times. You know, not everybody is comfortable with right. people all over them. Right. So the fact that they're in the limelight, the fact that there is a lot of attention or, or they're looked up to 
can be a somewhat uncomfortable thing. So Absolutely. if you're dating somebody, you need to help bring that comfort back. You need to be that cozy blanket that makes them feel, I can do this. Right. And again, with any relationship, it's just important not to air your dirty laundry don't out ever. in the yeah. open. Don't ever. And, and if you get too drunk and you do that, then don't get that drunk. Don't. Just, stop. just stop. And you know, that's part of the responsibility of being a partner to being a high-profile person is... Yeah. You, can't, you have to really be a grown-up. You yeah. can't get out of control. You don't want to um, not be aware of your surroundings. It's yep. really important that you keep your control and composure. Yep, no, yep. I totally agree. So the last one, and I know sometimes it can be challenging because I know my daughter has a, a hard time sometimes, and you know I think that sometimes men or women, depending on um, the um, high-profile individual, is... We just don't want them to be that high profile. We don't want, we just want to be a normal couple and not have everybody tearing at them. But you know what? The bottom line is you have to be your partner's number one fan. Yeah. Oh, most definitely. And like we were talking earlier, you know, being their number one fan doesn't mean that you're, you know, you're jumping on the bandwagon with everybody. You give them normal because they are still people. You create that normal. You know, whatever that is for you. And there's not a stereotype of normal. We're not talking leave it to beaver anymore. Exactly. It's just that calm, everyday. Um, sometimes with uh, high-profile people, it's just creating systems. It's creating yes. uh, something that they can come back to that is consistent. Their safe systems, place. Their safe place. You know, maybe they like their shoes by the front door. Maybe, you know, and it's little things. It's the little things that will help give them more of a sense of, of calm and of normal so that when they get out and away from that, they can recover, they can regroup, and they can really find their confidence. Exactly. Um, I agree. A couple of the things that I wanted to, to bring up when you're dating or, or, or married to a high-profile mm-hmm. person, uh, don't play power trips. No, it you is, definitely don't you want know, to do that. It is manipulating and, and doing power trips. It is damaging, and we're going to talk about here in a second a little bit more why it's damaging. Don't be possessive. Yep. Um, you're putting stresses and strains on your counter partner, and this is and no, don't not make even. them choose. Oh my God! If you, don't make I'm going to tell choose. you right now. You even throw up the question to make yes. them choose. It's you them will lose. or me. You will lose. Yes. You will lose every single time because they have chosen a path, and it is a part of their life. And if you make them choose, they're not going to choose Absolutely. you. Absolutely. And and yep. honestly, if you really think that a relationship is about them choosing what they love the most in, in what they've chosen to do in their life over you, who they're supposed to love the most, that doesn't make you a good person. No. That makes no. you, you know, very selfish. and that relationship is not going to go very far. No. Um, this is a big, huge, gigantic monster for, for people who are dating high profile. Don't alienate people from their future. Yes. Um, I have seen under the guise of protecting their their high profile other person, them um, alienate possible sponsors, right. vendors, relationships, um, opportunities. Opportunities. Mm-hmm. A lot of these high profile people are working with or have their own mm-hmm. foundations and charities. You actually need to help them bring those people right. in so that um, a high profile person rarely is in the limelight for very long right. they usually have a you know a, a flash of, of a moment like right. a like a lunar eclipse they usually have a moment where they're in the limelight and then what they need to do is carry that forward to continue their life and do things because 
they usually want to make an impression. They right. want to make a difference. So if you do things that alienate people from their future, you're you're not helpful to them. Right. You're and be, you know, this is so cliche, right? We always hear this. As a partner, you want to be part of the solution. Yeah, not part not of the, the problem. problem. Oh, my gosh, yeah. Yes. Um, and that feeds right into don't feel threatened. Yes. Here's the one thing. And, and if you have to put this on your cell phone or something and, and play it when, when they call, don't feel threatened. You are the one person they trust the most. Don't become the problem. Right. I agree. You know, I don't care how insecure you're feeling. You have to remember and go back to square one. They trust you the yes. most. They let you in. Um, they chose you. Yes. I think a lot of people really don't grasp just what a big deal that is. Right. What and again, it goes back to number one is everything can be successful and there's successful relationships and successful marriages with oh, high yeah. profile individuals. But I really believe that it's a communication. It really Definitely. starts with the communication. Well, and here's, you know, we'll wrap it up with this little thought process. Um, you know, when you're when you're dating or with somebody who's high profile, as time moves on and and things change, and maybe they had a career in football, let's say, because it's you know big in this area, mm-hmm. and now they've retired and they phased out. Um, the significant other may have built something, a, a charity, and all of a sudden they may become the center of attention. Right. You need to have really good communication so that you can transition from one to the other. And if you have been a good support then it will be so much easier for yes. them to become support for you and celebrate your success. So if you're always in the thought process of celebrating each other, yep. you won't fail. I agree. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much. I thank love that you, you came LB. on and chatted about this. this I think was awesome. I think um, especially with we have so much talent in the Northwest. We really do. We have a lot of um, talent, celebrities, local national it's just a great area to be yeah and and i just want to point out that when you're talking about high profile or celebrity type people when you say a local celebrity it can be simply somebody who's just very highly recognized out there socially so um you don't have to make a big deal out of it just know and understand what it is to be on quote unquote all the time and be supportive absolutely thank you for having me lb you bet thanks so much for joining me our next tasting for today is going to be Penfolds. It's their Bin 9. It is a Cabernet Sauvignon. This is their 2012 Southern Australian wine, um, which that's what a Penfolds is. Um, I'm going to have you pour some for us and tell us a little bit about the Penfolds. So Penfolds is um, out of Australia. All of their vineyards in so- are in Southern Australia. Um, they are known predominantly for their Grange. So if you're a wine collector, you would know what Grange is because it's the top of the line. It's about 800 bucks a bottle. Last oh, wow. year it got 100 points on both Wine Spectator and Wine Advocate. So it's a very well-known uh, wine. It kind of put Pemples on the map for Australia and Australia on the map for fine wines. Okay, so let me let me understand here real quickly because we're drinking the Cabernet Sauvignon, but what's it? Grange. Oh, Grange yes. is a type of wine or a, yes. or a specific bottle? It or? is a type of wine. Is what they call it. It is actually um, 100% Shiraz. Ooh. So it's a, it's different from the Bin 9, but all of the bins stem. So they all have a story. Oh, okay. And so the reason why I bring up Grange, one, if you're a wine collector, you, you probably know what it is, and it kind of sets Penfolds up a level on luxury. Okay. Um, but the Bin 9, which is a Cabernet, it's actually named after... The only Grange that was ever made, um, 100% Cabernet, and it was called Grange Bin 9. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's kind of a fun little cute story, right? So when this one came out just this last March, they named it Bin 9, hence its relationship 
to our grain. So I've noticed with the pen folds, um, and we're going to get off just a little bit from this specific wine, they, they all start off with bin. Yeah. So I hope I can do it justice when I explain it, but it's it really just is a labeling system that the winemakers have used on where they store the bins, is specialized storing. Okay. I'm 99% sure that's the story. <laughs> <laughs> so you're going to see, like, if they, if they are reproducing a bin nine every year, you're going to see a consistency in the type of wine that it yeah, is, Yeah, so basically. bin nine will always be 100% Cabernet from South Australia, from the okay. vineyards in South Australia. Yeah. Awesome. Okay, so this one being a 2012, it definitely has a, a nice bite to it um, for me. It surprisingly has a more of a fruit forward than I thought it would. Yeah, so the this Bin 9, and then we also had one that was released last year called Bin 8, which is the Cabernet Shiraz. They were more made um, in the American style, not okay. the Australian style. Okay. So they're trying to reinvent the bins a little bit so gotcha. they can get more entry-level drinkers into the bin wines so that they can sell up into the bin 389 which we're going to try later today and some of the other ones okay this one it's funny because when i think about the after right after the fruit forward i almost think of like a stinging nettles kind of flavor because it just definitely has that that very not quite puckery on the front but it, you're very very aware of it there's a lot of tannins in it yeah it a lot of tannins it's, yeah it's very cherry i think a little yeah. bit of chocolate some pepper spice in it I enjoy it. It's a, it's a good everyday drinking wine and something that would be great to bring. Like, you have ladies coming to the football game. Right. And they don't drink beer because a lot of us don't drink beer. Boys. I know. A lot. <laughs> a lot don't. And um, for men who are looking for something a little bit different, you know, if you're looking for a red um, and you like something more fruit forward, you're probably going to enjoy this. Yes. And that goes well with everything. I mean, it doesn't matter what kind of snacks you guys are snacking on during the game. It's it Barbecue goes well. chicken. Barbecue chicken, yeah. <laughs> Potato chips, whatever. Love it. Okay, we're back. So let's chat. Uh, we had so much fun this summer getting a chance to interview some of our past and present Seahawks. Uh, we asked a couple of cool questions, at least we thought they were cool, uh, the athletes. And so I thought I'd share with you guys and, and we could add our little personal um, stories behind it. So the questions that we asked of the athletes was, what was the savviest thing a fan ever did for you or to you? And having been a professional player, I thought you might have a cool story to tell us, Jason. Well, there is no secret that I'm infatuated with food, <laughs> junk food per se. And there's another, there's not another secret that I'm infatuated with, chocolate chip cookies. Oh, geez. So it was out there and everything like that. So... You know, I'm over in Europe, and I'm talking about chocolate chip cookies this, chocolate chip cookies that. <laughs> you know, just, you know, because I was in Romania playing, and, uh, you know, they didn't really speak English over there. So my the owner of the team was with me, and she was the interpreter for this interview I had. So I'm just talking about food, this, and when they asked me what did I miss about being home, and first thing that ran off, chocolate chip cookies, <laughs> <laughs> Doritos, uh, uh, barbecue chips. Like, I'm just throwing off wow. everything. I did a ranch, ranch <laughs> dressing, barbecue dressing, like everything. So, saddest thing a fan did. My next game, you know, we won the game. It was a big game and everything like that. I get done, and there was a lady there. She had a, she had a big canister of chocolate chip cookies made. Aww. Homemade chocolate chip cookies. So... She she didn't really speak too good of English, so she asked somebody interpreting everything. So I'm talking to her. She's like, "Oh, I made these for you, this and that." So 
I was like, you, normally I really don't, you know, you know, if somebody bakes something for you, you don't want to, like, kind of try it on the spot because you really know how it tastes. And I'm right. thinking, like, you know, I'm in a whole other country. You know? Yeah, well, <laughs> in, in the United States, you don't know. You know you're like, you know, so, should I have the food tested first? Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, and I didn't know until that time, like, being in Europe, like, well, or Europeans, whatever, they kind of get, or just in another country in general, they kind of get offended if you don't try their food yes, in front yes. of them. Yes, because it's yes. that that is a yeah, that, that is, is a, a part of them. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I was like, okay, I opened it up, tried it. Oh shoot! So I ate like three of them before I told her thank you. I appreciate <laughs> it. You know, so so that was so I just thought you know I thought it was pretty awesome that you know that she actually took the time out of her day awesome. to do that and everything just to make me. It is, that made me feel like I was kind of back home, per se. So that was pretty awesome. cool. I love that. Well, and I think that's one of the things, you know, I know when we're chatting, um, we're going to be chatting about dating and stuff. I think, you know, as a fan, when you do things like that, um, it brings that that personal experience back to it. It allows them to feel very comfortable and treating them like a human being. Yes, I agree. I mean, that, and it, it also shows that, your fans are listening, you know, and they're really um, wanting to be connected to you. Yeah. I think that's really important. You know, you're tangible, you're there. And I think sometimes um, certain athletes um, in their mind think they're, they're too big for that. Yeah. And all the fans, as a fan, I'm speaking as a fan, want to, to do is to cheer you guys on and, and to appreciate, you yeah. know, that, hey, you're going to take the time to sign an autograph. You're taking the time to eat her cookies. You're, you know, it really shows that you're a good athlete and that you care about your fans, which is the reason why a lot of athletes do what they do. Well, yeah, and then ultimately, it's like Jason and I were talking earlier, you, the average athlete has like a two- to three-year span. Yeah. It is rare when you have an 11 or 12 right. or 15 or 20 year run where you're the superpower, mm -hmm. you know, and everything is is this big, huge, bigger than life scenario. Right. You're going to spend a very small amount of your time doing something you want to put the best foot forward. So then the next 40 years, yeah. you've got great relationships and respect and you're included in a lot of things. If you're, an, you know, if you, you don't have that personal and, and can't be kind to the people that are the reason they they they're they're there and they're the reason you have a job. Right. If there's right. nobody there to cheer for you, then there's there's no reason to have that job. Right. So yeah, I agree. Love it. Do you have a savvy business or product you'd like to share with our listeners? Contact us at socially savvy btr at gmail dot com or our Facebook page socially savvy for more information on how we can share you. Make every event better because you were there. Socially yours, LB Duchess. So with that said, let's hear what some of the Seahawks had to say and with the questions that we asked them. Start here. And this is LB Duchess with Socially Savvy, and I have the privilege of hanging out with some fantastic Seahawks. Tell us who you are, and then I guess you have an awesome thing that a fan said to you. Uh, my name is Russell Okung. I play left tackle. And the funniest thing a fan ever did for me is uh, they're about 10 yards away. And they threw their two-year-old at me, expecting me to catch it. Oh, my word. So I, I guess that's real-life football. <laughs> um, I think that's super fan trust. <laughs> that is. They trusted me. And uh, even though I'm an offensive lineman and not a wide receiver, I was still able to deliver. Oh, my God. That is awesome. <laughs> Thanks for sharing with us. Thank you. 
I am hanging here at Michael Bennett Charity Fundraiser with Phil Bates. How are you doing today? I am awesome. I'm having a great time. I have to say, you know, uh, the, what I love about this event, and I have to give you props, is you're really having a good time with everybody. And I think it's great for fans to see you guys having a good time, relax, and enjoying yourselves. Because there's a lot of media that gives it a different connotation. And I, I love what you guys are doing today. I, yeah, this is awesome. Like, I mean, to get to interact with the people and just get them to see our real personalities instead of seeing us, like, angry all the time is kind of cool. I love that. My son was a football player, so I understand on the field you have to be angry. Yeah, yeah you got to be angry, but to a point. Like, some people are different, so, you know. So we were chatting a few minutes ago, and we were talking about whether or not you had an, um, a funniest football memory you wanted to share with us or something super cool that a fan has done or said to you. Okay, the coolest thing that's happened for me, a, a fan has uh, actually given me, like, this huge blow-up thing, like, from the Super Bowl parade. And uh, it was, like, a big blow-up of myself on the float. And I could give it to my mom, so for Mother's oh Day. So I was God. like, that was like the coolest thing. Like, you know, I was like, yo, I can get this to my mom, and she'd love it. So she loved it. Oh, that is awesome. Do you have a funniest football memory? Uh, really, it's not the funniest because it kind of hurt when it happened. But, <laughs> but like, I got blasted. So like, that wasn't funny to me. But it was like, wow, that was that would probably be my funniest kind of thing to have. So, you know. Well, thank you for taking a moment and have so much fun tonight. Hey, thank you so much for having me. Again at the Michael event, Michael Bennett, and I'm hanging out here with one of the cooler Seahawks. You've been such a sweetheart. You've been, I love your smile. Tell everybody who you are. All right, I'm Greg Scruggs. This is my name. And we are sitting here, we were talking about what is either your funniest football memory or the coolest, savviest thing a fan has done for you. Um, uh, I, think my, I think my best football memory has to be getting drafted. Oh, yeah. And, um... <laughs> Uh, because there's no Super Bowl if I don't get drafted. And then uh, I think uh, the, coolest, the coolest thing a fan has ever done is donate to um, my charity. And, I mean, that's it's not super, super cool and unique, but to me that was pretty cool that they help give, people, give back to people. So I love that. And while we have you, tell us what your charity is and where we can find it. Uh, it's Boys Hope, Girls Hope. You can check it out at boyshopegirlshope.org. Um, it's international. It's an international charity. So, I love that. Um, it's great. Yeah, boys awesome. girls so. We will check it out. Thank All you. Right. Thank you. Our next tasting is another Penfolds. This is the Bin Three Eighty Nine. Um, I'm excited to try this one because I think that we may have had it before, and I am a fan of the uh, Petite. Is this one the Petite? No, I am a fan of the Cabernet Shiraz. So uh, tell us a little bit about this. So Bin 389 um, is actually considered Baby Grange. It's um, aged in the same oak barrels that the Grange is aged in. So it's gotten the name dubbed Baby Grange, although it does have some, it's Cabernet Shiraz, but that's essentially what it's known for. Um, So if if you can't, you know, don't want to go out and buy an $800 bottle of wine, you can go out and buy a $60 bottle of wine, and you're going to get a lot of the same characters that you're going to find in in the Grange. Yeah, I enjoy it. It's a great one. Awesome. And talking about, you know, the difference between like a $60 and $800 bottle of wine, we were just talking off air here a little bit about um, the the laid down ability. Um, You know, being Washingtonians, a lot of the wine we buy and drink, we buy and drink to drink today or this week or in the near future. Um, But as we progress more and more and find favorite wines, we're starting to lay them down and sit them and and buy them for, you know, maybe uh, 
a future anniversary, like my husband and I were coming up on our 25th wedding anniversary next year. So we've started buying wine and laying it down so that it's ready for that particular event. Um, with the Penfolds, you made an interesting point on that. Yeah, so the Penfolds, they actually have a book that they release every year called The Rewards of Patience. So you can actually, Rewards of Patience, and you can go and purchase the book if you wanted to, or some of the wine stewards or whatnot around the city have them. But it, essentially, they taste all of their wines, and they tell you how long they're good for. And with Penfolds, there are wines that we have in the grocery store called uh, Canunga Hill that sell for $8.99 all the way up to our Grange that sells for about $800. And every single one of those has some kind of laid down ability to it. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, it, it, it really just depends on the way the wine's made. Um, usually, if you talk to the winemaker, that's where you're going to get the best knowledge on how long. But yeah, most wines, it doesn't have to be a super expensive wine for it to lay down. If it's made the right way, it can be a $15 bottle of wine and it could age for 10 years if it wanted. That's awesome. So somebody would just go online to look that up to find out, like, say, how long bin 89 would be good to lie down for. Correct. Yeah. Um, one of the things I want to point out, too, is when the reason that people would lay wine down and let it sit um, is not just for special occasions, but as a bottle lays for longer and longer amounts of time, tannins will smooth out. It will become very refined. And that's where you end up with these wines that if you buy them and let them sit for 10 if you can, 15, sometimes 20 years, now you've got this remarkable bottle that if you were to go buy it in the store, it would cost hundreds of dollars, sometimes thousands. Um, and you get to experience something that is very rare and unique. Yes, that is absolutely correct. So, I mean, it, and again, it all just depends on how the wines made it. That's why people want 1985 Chateau Margaux's, whereas gotcha. you might find a wine that's a 1985 and you open it and it's corked or it's just, bad like it tastes like vinegar so it's all this it's all the way that it's made um there is a, a place online besides the independent always going to the independent wine um, makers pages will give you some of the best information um, i think it's winesellers.com that if you type in your wines uh, they have quite a few wines in there that always have already have the information and um, will tell you okay you should drink this wine it's best drank between 2014 and 2021 um, so if you're just getting started and you want to learn a little bit about that and, and you've got some nice bottles of wine or you want to find out when the best time to open them is, uh, that'd be a great resource. I have the privilege of standing here with Michael Bennett at his fantastic charity event today. And we're going to hear his funniest football memory or the savviest or coolest thing a fan has ever said to him. The funniest football moment would be a player peeing on himself because he didn't want to <laughs> leave the game and he really wanted to make a play and he just peed on himself. But... <laughs> I guess you got to do what you got to do sometimes. That's priorities. It wasn't me. Yeah. I mean, he did it, and I laughed, and I thought it was funny. That is awesome. Has a, a fan ever done anything or said anything that was just, just made you go, wow, that's so cool? Oh, I mean, uh, somebody just knowing that everything that I ever did as an athlete was pretty cool and amazing, and I really loved that part, too. Whenever fans just know so much about you and they take a lot of the time to you know follow you along your journey is pretty cool. That's awesome. Well, thank you again for taking a moment and great, great event tonight. I oh, think everybody, the Seahawks, the fans, everybody had such a great time oh, today. Oh, man, I appreciate everybody coming. It was such a fun event. Well, and hopefully we raise a lot of money for the kids. Oh, hope so. Hope so. Where can everybody find the information for your charity? Um, oh, MichaelBennett72.com. Uh, awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you. Have a great night. You too.
Okay, and for our final tasting, we get to enjoy Stag's Leap again. This, I believe, is the Petite Syrah. Um, and we're going to have you tell us a little bit more about it because I haven't drank a lot of Petite Syrahs. So this is the 2010 uh, Napa Valley Petite Syrah. It's honestly, it's just another grape. So um, just like a Syrah or a Merlot or a Cabernet, Petite Syrah is a type of grape that they grow mm -hmm. in their vineyard and they produce. And this is pretty much what Stag Sleep is known for. So this is our number one seller in the state of Washington for Stag Sleep Winery. This is awesome. Um, what I like about this, and I think a lot of people, probably why it's one of the, the number ones, is because it is very smooth and very forgiving on the palate. So for somebody who's a new wine drinker, or if you're holding an event, whether it be a cocktail party or a football game, um, and you don't know the palates of everybody that's going to be there, this would be a great one to have there. Yeah, and it's a very jammy wine. It's it, I think it's very thick and jammy. But it is. It's very smooth on the palate. It's made in a very French style. Um, very chocolatey, blackberry, cherry, all those fruits. And there's a little tiny hint of spice, but not a lot. And there's not a, I don't think there's a lot of tannins in it. At least I don't taste a lot of it because I think all the other flavors kind of just mellow it, mellow them all out. Yeah, I would agree with that. The other thing that it doesn't stay on the palate very long. So it's not really, whatever foods you're pairing with it, it's not going to... Um, over empower them or, or really tweak their their flavors it's actually going to do a lot of enhancing of the flavors of the foods yeah I definitely wouldn't eat it with fish but, <laughs> <laughs> but if you had red meat any kind of red meat lamb steak hamburgers ribs it would go very well with all of those well awesome well thank you so much for sharing and cheers cheers it's kind of a silly cheers Let's try okay. one time. and thank you for sharing and cheers Gunner Nordstrom Gallery, located in the heart of downtown Bellevue, across from the Hyatt and Joey's, is the perfect place to check out local artists to make your house feel like a home. Buy art. It makes you feel better. Everyone have a socially savvy week and make every event better because you were there. Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.